All right, three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a returning guest, one of my favorite guests. I always say that. Her name is Roberta Glass of the True Crime Podcast or True Crime Report on pod, on iTunes Podcast and on YouTube. And the date today is Sunday, August 11th, 2019. And something remarkable happened two days ago, which was the discovery of Jeffrey Epstein's body in a special... Uh, unit within the Manhattan jail uh, cell. Roberta and I talked about Jeffrey uh, Epstein back on March 6, 2019, as she attended one of his hearings, which we can kind of look back at uh, now that it's been about uh, five months since then. And I also did a couple other reports uh, before Epstein, which arrested when he was arrested on July 6th. That were one I did with uh, Ed Opperman on February 15th, 2019. And I also had the journalist Derek Bros of the Conscious Resistance talk about Jeffrey Epstein on May 17th, 2019. And uh, Derek has done some excellent journalism, some first-person journalism into the Epstein case. And he's still doing work over there, so I suggest people check that out. But today we're going to talk about this incredible occurrence. So, Roberta, are you there? Yeah, how did you hear about Jeffrey Epstein's death? You! You said, you? yeah. <laughs> You sent me the uh, messenger text. I was just sitting around. I'm like, why do I have all these uh, messages? And I opened it up, and that was it. How did you find out? Yeah, um, my boyfriend yelled it out, and I was just devastated. Really, I was surprised at how upset I was about it because I really wanted him to see justice. And from sitting in the Nexium trials, and watching the women testify against Ranieri and seeing the power that they got from it and um, seeing that in action and not and knowing that these victims would never have that opportunity, it was really, really devastating. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, he really skirted out, assuming that he's dead. I mean, there's so much uh, the facts that they're talking about are not clear at all. Actually, I was looking over them. Uh, particularly when he was attacked on July 24th, which is either a suicide attempt or an attack, which is not clarified, at least by the jail. And then even with his death on Friday, uh, was it August 9th, that uh, it's very unclear what their statement is. They just, he was found unconscious. Well, was he hanging from a rope? What happened? You know, what are the exact facts? There's actually fact-free statements from this whole thing that happened two days ago, which is very... Uh, unnerving for me it's uh pretty shock especially considering that he was probably the most well known at this time considering all of the uh information that's going out through all these you know the top media channels about Epstein he's probably the most known uh person in jail in the in the US at the time of his death yeah that was my friend's point because you know and you've been following this for for years but just recently, it's really picked up. Um, I, the public interest has really picked up yes. tremendously. Yeah. And of course, like the press interest. But for a while, it was just like you and Ed Opperman and Pierce Redman. And I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a few other people Derek who were really following. One. And yeah, but really, really, yeah. I mean, I think Opperman was really first on it. I really can't say that I didn't start. I started really getting into Epstein at the beginning of the year. But uh, I think there's um, that one piece in Vanity Fair, you know, uh-huh. right. And then when, when I think really, I became more interested once 
uh, the Miami Herald really published all those articles because they did a fantastic job, uh, Julie Brown, and that three-part series really brought it to the public attention. So that's kind of where I started. But I think Derek was doing stuff talking about some of these defamation cases 2017, I think. Wow. Really on the, on the, on the, on ball, on the ball. So, but yeah, but now it's just everywhere, right? There's a New Yorker piece about Alan Dershowitz, Devil's Advocate. There's just, everybody's writing, trying to figure out where these people are. Very interesting. And, you know, I'm of course very conservative. I'm going to take a very conservative stance on the Jeffrey Epstein suicide thing, because I live in New York, uh, MCC. We have uh, Rikers Island, uh, MCC, and then we have MDC in Brooklyn, and they're all terrible. You know, the conditions are terrible in New York City prisons. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, the New York Times had likened MCC to Guantanamo Bay, wow. uh, another uh, leaker for WikiLeaks, Josh, Joshua Schultz, had said that it, uh, North Korea had better conditions. Wow. So even if Jeffrey Epstein was not on suicide watch and he was the star um, star inmate, I can imagine uh, his care being fall, uh, falling through the cracks. So even you know? though, right. And there, it wasn't clear he was on suicide watch and then taken off. I think there's conflicting reports about whether he's on, but if he was on suicide watch, there would be a videotape of him for 24 hours. So they, somebody, if this actually happened, there would be videotape. I think I read somewhere that that videotape wasn't working now, which is very right. sketchy. So it's just a very, it's not It sounds conclusive. very sketchy, but, you know, at the same time, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can imagine all the videotapes not working in MCC, right, being so terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the same, So it's like I go back and forth. I can imagine it being conspiratorial i can imagine them taking out a videotape and having someone off him i'm sure i just am surprised with the timing right this is comes right on the heels of the maxwell uh virginia roberts Gaffrey, you know um document don't yeah, to pronounce her last name guffrey Gaffrey. Gaffrey. I, I think um, i don't know yeah, but yeah, you know, all those yeah. documents coming out that implicated uh, Senator uh, Richards Richardson. Um, who right. else it was like a huge list of right. powerful men? There was uh, men. a hedge fund manager worth two billion dollars. There was Minsky, who was an intellectual. So she she saw some definitely up close uh, circumstances with Epstein. With these, really. I don't think that you can even say that he was specific to just politicians. He was really cutting across any kind of luminary in any field, in my opinion. Yeah. So, and I think that, have you heard also that he's, um, was Arkansas or that the Clintons had killed Epstein? Have you heard that? Well, didn't, didn't Trump himself tweet that? <laughs> yes. Sir. Right. Yeah. So why right. is he tweeting that? How does he know that? And there was something there. The guy's name was Jim McDougal. He was a Whitewater witness who was in jail. And somebody reported that a helicopter showed up, went in the jail, and he was dead of a heart attack, man. And he was a he was a he was not a cooper. He was a cooperating witness against the Clintons, if my memory serves right. me correct. So uh, that story was definitely out there in the nineties, and that was, you know, that goes all the way back to Vince Foster, and that was uh, huge issue for the Clintons at the time. That was just one of their uh, land 
you know, sketchy land deals in the middle of nowhere. If I remember correctly, the Whitewater was like not even close to to, to civilization. I got to go back and look at all that stuff, but I think it's still but relevant. But wouldn't you today. think that Bill Clinton would have the least to lose out of all these? I mean, he's already been named for years. Hillary Clinton isn't running. He's not running for anything. Right. I mean, you know, it They're just never, seems like yeah. he would have the least uh, motive to kill Jeffrey Epstein out of out of all those men. Right? Here's the thing. That's I, how, I, how I see it. I liken it to Agatha Christie's death, a murder on the Orient <laughs> Express. It's not the one person who did it. It's that they all <laughs> wanted him dead, right? So I think right. that there were tons of people sweating. And I wouldn't be surprised like the... People probably knew what was in the, and there was a very vigorous denials of like being affiliated with Epstein by the people named by uh, Virginia Roberts. So there's probably other people out there just sweating, looking at their family, looking at their wife going, how am I going to explain this away? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if calls are made, you know, he, Epstein was involved with very, uh, you know, people with a uh, special kind of skill and it's some ways, one way of saying it, but people with a lot of money where, um, you know, things can be done. I th- so I think that, definitely. Yeah, I mean, do, do, wouldn't you think that there would be pressure on him to commit suicide from Absolutely. these people from these well, outside? Right. Look at. I mean, the, I'm not saying that the Godfather is real, but some of it's based on real events. But then it's the Godfather too. You know, somebody goes over a guy, the consigliere from the Corleones, goes over and says, you know, things can get taken care of, and you know, here's this, and here's your option, right? And the guy goes and and. Opens and veins in a bathtub, right? That's fair. Yeah, oh, that, that was actually so the old great. Roman yeah. way. That was the old Roman yeah. way. So people did fall on their sword. They did commit suicide. They did these things. So, but um, I think at this point, the fact that there's no conclusion—I mean, no attempt to make a conclusion or an obvious conclusory statement or proof that Epstein is dead—is really sketchy, and it's allowing. All of these conspiratorial, I mean, everybody's a conspiracy theorist now, right? With Epstein dead. Because people were joking about it. Right. Like, oh, he's going to end up dead. He's going to end up suicided. So. Yeah, my friend Alexa predicted this exactly. And she said, when he attempted suicide, she said, oh, he's going to commit suicide. And then we're going to hear about how he was Arkansided endlessly. And, I mean, two weeks later, it came, and I said, oh, no, he's too narcissistic. He'll never commit suicide. And boy, was I wrong. So I was shocked you know, too. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. Really so, shocked. but I'm, it's important that you say that because it's July 24th still has not come out and said, somebody has not conclusively said or made proof to the public that he either attempted suicide or was attacked. It's still like he was, right. he was either committed suicide. Attack. Those are two totally different things. And why is that their vagary? You can see this kind of confusion being planted out. I would say intentionally. And why is there that confusion? Because, Oftentimes when other people pass away, it's just very obvious. You can just say, here's the, here's what happened. This is it. This is all very clear. So why isn't it clear? Right. There's, there's three different stories I heard, right? One, I heard that he did this sort of very lame suicide attempt and the guards were laughing at him. And then there's another uh, story I heard that a, a police officer who was in there beat him up and uh, Epstein right. kind Ventimilia of didn't want to snitch. And whatever yeah. Yeah, didn't want to snitch and said, uh, I, I tried to kill myself. I guess those were really the, and, you know, and then the, you know, uh, the last one was that he was like just found on the floor, tried to kill himself. I don't know. Right. Lena, yeah, you know what I mean? 
Well, with no guards left. Right. So, so why are all those different stories? stories I heard. Why doesn't a guard just come out or somebody from the um, jail come out and say, hi, my name is, you know, Jim Smith or what, I don't know. My name is Bob Jones and I was there. We saw his body. I, I gave the time of death, blah, blah, blah. Just come out and say it. That hasn't even been done. They really should have a with somebody with that much a lot of transparency interest? with oh, this yeah, because there's on. so much public interest. Absolutely. And how, when you have a star, a star inmate like that, does he not, you know, get watched? They say it's really El uh, Chapo was kept in that same prison. Right. He made it through, but Epstein can't. You know, right? Excellent point. Excellent point. So Chapo got switched out to like a supermax in Colorado. But, After uh, being sentencing, but he was right. in right, right. He well, was in MCC, and and when I would go to the Nexium trials, um, uh, William Ramsey, there was so much security just for El Chapo. There would be like um, uh, police officers on horses, police officers surrounding the building. Wow. You had to walk a different way around it. It was wow. crazy. That's so they made sure he kept safe, but not Epstein somehow. Yeah, Chapo has I mean, tons of enemies, in... right? Tons of enemies, tons of people who probably, you know, wouldn't mind if he wasn't around. It was crazy. I mean, it was really, you know, police state type. <laughs> you know, like the whole block. It's you know, whole block. Was so, what's your what's officers. your position on what really happened? I don't have enough information yet, but I know how bad. I keep saying that, but I know how bad prisons are in uh, New York. Uh, I can't imagine he would kill himself, but I, I don't, I didn't know him. I didn't know what his mental state was. Um, um, you know, you think about someone with that kind of mindset where they just kind of live to abuse women, I don't know, and girls that if that's not, you know, if he can't do that, I don't know, maybe he would think that life wasn't worth living. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I would think that he would have pressure definitely on him to kill himself, but it doesn't end the story. It keeps the public maybe even more interested in the story. Certainly he, certain information does die with him, but you know, there are enough people implicated like Dershowitz, um, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, you know, the guy from Victoria's Secret. I mean, he has enough like of a web. But the problem is, and I think we were talking about this yesterday, is that in America, like it's always one guy goes down or maybe a few other people around it, like with Madoff. And then the whole sort of system that kept it running never changes or never, never sort of uh, nothing ever happens to it. So it just another person will kind of replace them and it will, you know, this kind of goes on and on right right so what i mean what about this whole people the people that uh enabled the whole thing Ghislaine maxwell and some of these others what uh what do you think is going to happen to them where is Ghislaine, by the way she has enough money you would think if like uh to sort of hide out in a non extraditing country right, right. would you think right that's where what do, i would do where if do I you were think she? she is right she's probably somewhere like brazil or china or something right i would think so but i know the that was just so surprising, the public interest all of a sudden in this. And also, I read um, at least a headline about Epstein possibly being a spy. Right. And my brother, who's not conspiratorial at all, uh, kind of agrees with me and thinks that he was probably in the blackmail business, you know? 
Right, which is another reason why so, people would want him dead, right? And I think we kind right. of chatted about that, is that people don't, they think that he's this fun-loving international party guy who also has a lot of women around, and, you know, he, he's known, and but then they find out, oh, he had video, and we know that he was debriefing the women. They know, if you look at the the, the Miami Herald discussions, they videotaped, interviews with the victims they interviewed virginia roberts and part of her story which seems to have been shaped away is that she was involved in trafficking she was involved in taking these young girls and and take and she was felt guilty about it like one of the things that she said i don't remember verbatim but she said i feel so bad that i was involved in it and that i was putting more women into this lifestyle right uh-huh. so this whole thing is like there's a lot of pissed off, angry people who figure out, you know, they they didn't know that this was going to come. They were being blackmailed and then they find out, oh, he's running a blackmail operation. Um, so there's a lot of angry people. You know, it's interesting, too, because Prince Andrew was in, like one of the main people they say was involved in a lot of this stuff. And they just pictured him yesterday with the Queen Mother, like out in public, you know, and it's right after yesterday, right after Jeffrey Epstein goes down. It's interesting timing. And unlike Dershowitz, there's a picture with Virginia Roberts and Prince Andrew together. Right. You know? So it's a little harder for him to deny it than than other people. To call her a fantasist or whatever, you know, Alan Dershowitz. And did you read the um, New Yorker article about Alan Dershowitz? I scanned it. I scanned it. That title was Alan Dershowitz, Devil's Advocate. Did you read it? I I read it some of it, but I've not. I've, I have to go back and reread it because I don't feel like I fully absorbed it to the to the level that I want to. Um, I, I really was just, you know, looking looking for sort of new information, and it seemed to be. It seemed to, I knew a lot of the things in it. You know mm-hmm. how he went after victims, and you know his whole. He's a horrible human being. He's. I mean, it's surprising that he even is allowed on the television to allow, I mean, that they're allowing him to tell his side of the story, right? I, I mean, can't believe Fox News is still using him. Yeah, it's I incredible. mean, there have been smaller scandals where they won't, you know, they'll excommunicate people, but he's on there as a, a political, as a, you know, a legal expert. Yeah, it's very strange. Did you hear something that he was, uh, something happened about him in Harvard? Did you hear a story that he was like censured? He's retiring. Or- Okay, so that was it. So he asked for retirement. That's probably yeah. a smart move by him because it would probably forestall any investigation. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I had done just a small little episode about his uh, back. You know, back when he was representing Klaus von Bülow, mm-hmm. there was this issue around this affidavit of of a young kind of male hustler who said, I delivered drugs to um, Sonny Von Bulow for her son, you know, like a black bag. The idea of the affidavit was to say that the black bag where the needle with the insulin right. was really um, Sonny's or the son's, her son's. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. Understand uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yes. So this guy, David Marriott, was the name of the guy who was like this young hustler guy who said, and then he withdrew his affidavit. But in support of his affidavit was this also this priest, okay, Magdalene. And then who said 
Yes, I know because I counseled David Marriott, the hustler. He was one of my, you know, spiritual counselings. But it turned out that this priest stole from his parish, abused uh, boys for years, eventually died of AIDS, and uh, and got indicted for perjury for this affidavit. Wow. So it's like, this is not like Epstein wasn't the first child abuser who was around Dershowitz. And so it's just very interesting that this affidavit that was, you know, one guy uh, withdraws it. The other guy, uh, they never went through, you know, fully, uh, uh, you know, they kind of withdrew the indictment. But still, with the, you know, they didn't further charge him, whatever, because the public outcry, they thought he was the greatest priest in the world. This guy at that time, Philip Anthony Magdalene, you know, they thought he was great, but it many uh, of his victims have come out and talked about his wow. abuse. So it's very interesting. Like, how did he, they say that maybe Klaus von Bülow met David Marriott at a bus station, but how did, how did this get into Dershowitz's orbit is what I'm asking. Yeah. Curious. Well, uh, Dershowitz claims that he got into Epstein's orbit by, um, uh, Lynn DeForster Rothschild, which is interesting because that's a tie-in to the whole Pizzagate investigation, which some people have tried tried to debunk. Um, but I find that interesting. You might find that, uh, people might find that there might be an overlap between Epstein and Alephantis and some of these other characters. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I just never felt like enough information really came out about Pizzagate for, to satisfy me, but well, you know, that's one of the pro- one that's one of the problems is there was never a formal investigation. It was just a bunch of people online. But Al Fantas's Instagram uh, pictures were astonishing. They just were incredible. There's so many things that led to other things. There's tons of pedo symbolism. Even the Comet Ping Pong itself is totally. Uh, just the ping pong table is like not a, a positive symbol. It, goes back to Lolita. Um, yeah, so there's all, all kinds of sketchy stuff. Galifantis had restaurants in the Europe and in Germany. He was transferring art around. Um, so Who was his bo- his living partner, boyfriend? Was the guy that from Media was, I thought, the most interesting yeah. connection. It was Brock. It was David Brock. And there was a picture yeah. of, um, in his Instagram, there was a picture of David Brock giving a speech on a set of stairs. And there's Lynn... Forster or Lynn Forster de Rothschild sitting under the staircase right there. So, and she, you know, she's got the money. She's actually was independent. Lynn Forster, before she married into the Rothschild family, is a very interesting, very talented, powerful woman. She had bought a bunch of cell phone contracts. She saw that when she was practicing law that they were going to be worth a lot. And sure enough, she made pretty pennies. So she was independently wealthy. She didn't marry into the Rothschilds and uh, as some kind of person in penury by any chance any stretch of the imagination but it's interesting you're seeing these people in the same social circles you know epstein right it's it's very interesting also that epstein was interested in like transhumanism he gave to the uh innocence project um, you know did you see the list of charities he gave to um and he wanted to have a baby farm so he wanted to just get like 20 women to his was it in new mexico New mexico ranch yes yeah ranch and just produce uh um babies with 
you know, that were, you know, with his sperm, like he had such great, you know, genes or something. It was like eugenics. It was really creepy, but it reminded me of, um, you know, that doctor from Brazil, John of God, John of God, Yao of God, who the whistleblower now killed herself. Well, supposedly, conveniently yeah, too. Yeah, conveniently, yeah. Yeah, that's another convenient. Who had was was accused of having a baby farm in addition to abusing women. Right. But I thought also that idea. Um, Virginia Roberts said that uh, Epstein had female breasts in his bathtub. Yeah, so like so these he, female. Yeah. So he could play with them when he's like in the tub, and it's just so interesting to me that, like, you know that he that he would just find something like, I don't know, like, like that cold, like basically seeing women as objects and basically just sort of reinforcing that all over his house through his artwork, through his bathtub, you know? Well, do you have in some (laughs) of these recent, um, the tooth, I haven't read all the 2000 documents or pages of documents, but in some of them he had child porn on the wall. I mean, they had to black it out. He had some little, yeah, so it was bad. Um, I mean, I can see why people didn't uh, want that divulge, but uh, the uh, and then he had like this full dentist chair in his bathroom. It just was so strange. Very, I mean, very creepy. Around. And there was I can't remember the woman. There's a woman who's doing a lot of research on Epstein, but she uh, showed that these kind of entryways on his island could be a huge underground base. You know, like six stories down under the ground because they resemble these kind of. Um, shelters that the elites are building themselves you know they're kind of like missile silos or something like that but uh really interesting, interesting. research yeah and, and nobody, so yeah there's nothing above oh, ground but there's these huge driveways and air holes and things like that and so, you know who is also funding that sophia robot do you know have no, you heard of that it. yes i do know yeah. and you know these really creepy i i feel women hating men are interested in trying to you know create life forms in some way with these scary robotic women and right. uh he, the... was, he was giving money towards that it's called the sophia sophia you know, but what's Sophia's the stepford wives robot. is that what the movie is where yeah the woman becomes like the ideal wife or whatever They're yeah like zombies. and there's a there's a great channel called the deep programmer where she sort of looks at kind of looks at robots female robots and sort of the transhumanism and the kind of transgender ideology push, and it just sort of um, connects them all, and really, and also as far as um, child abuse and sexualizing children, it kind of connects them. It's really interesting, you know. So it's, we asked ourselves where these kind of agendas come from, or why do, all, all of a sudden we're seeing like certain representations in the media, and you wonder if people like Jeffrey Epstein are kind of funding this kind of thing. Well, good point. I mean, that's an excellent point because you don't know where where the money's coming from. For I know a lot of these guys on the alt right, this kind of new alt right people, they're getting massive funding. People have researched. Laura Loomer was getting seven k a month from one one person. At least that's the alleged. So she was getting wow. funded to do her stuff. So all the stuff against Pelosi with the immigrants, it's all being subsidized. It's not independent. And I, th- I can't remember, it was in a researcher who was looking at, Steve Otram has been doing a lot of Epstein research, O-U-T-T-R-I-M. So there's guys who are tracking stuff down on other stuff. They're just great researchers. Big Fish, who's on Ed Opperman, is also looking into Epstein. 
But uh, yeah, so a lot of these guys, and now maybe Cernovich is being subsidized too. How much? He said that he raised thirty thousand to do this uh, joinder suit for Jufrey Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell. But you know, he might have had other subsidies. He might be getting paid from somebody else. You don't really know. So that was so interesting that you know that Cernovich is kind of like what would you describe him? A double actor. Uh, well, he's a lot like Dershowitz because, in my opinion, it seems like their public statements are different than their in-court statements. So what's mm-hmm. happening in court is not the same as their public statements, in my opinion. But I would say that um, some people have looked into it. Like Lee Stranahan, who's kind of on the right, he was friends with uh, Breitbart. He was actually friends with the original kind of new right people one of the new right people i think stranahan comes from the left actually interesting i don't really know that much about him but we were in contact because he kind of keyed in that cernovich was playing a double game and uh it's it's actually caused a lot of consternation within the these kind of new right people who kind of came up on the 2016 election because um, there's very interesting conversations between Cernovich and Stefan Molyneux, who touts himself as a philosopher. Oh, yeah. that guy is creepy. No, He's you like got... a cult leader. <laughs> well, he has some intercooler ideas, but I would go, I mean, the, those things that where he and Cernovich are talking are incredible. They're like, you just watch them in shock and awe. Like, how is he getting away with saying this? I mean, if people don't know, Cernovich, when Epstein got arrested, Cernovich publicly came out and stated that it was because of his involvement in the civil suit between Jufrey and Maxwell that he got Epstein arrested. So he claimed in a very bold statement, and I think if people have screenshot it and scared, uh, sent it around, that he was responsible for Epstein getting busted. So uh, people were like, well, the documents weren't released yet, and this is a civil suit, so I don't really know what's going on. Uh, usually those arrests don't take place uh, like they have people have to do groundwork to have uh, probable cause to investigate and arrest people. So it's silly for him to say that. And it seems like his followers really just drank the Kool-Aid with that. If you go look at some of his statements, Oh Mike, you're so great. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is terrifying that people believe that. And I think Stefan Malu believed that, which is even equally terrifying because he's like, uh, suppose. <laughs> I just don't know. He's mostly a philosopher. So anyway, um, yeah, so for people who don't know, very interesting developments uh, in that. And, and you know, there's pictures of Cernovich and Dershowitz together. They were in a, a documentary together. But anyway, so. Yeah, I know that's like, you've really followed that that whole side, side of, of uh, it, side yeah. of the side of Well, I actually story. read the documents, you know. I read the, the Castle, who is a big-time uh, power lawyer wrote this kind of uh opposition to motion to intervene and put in all kinds of information about cernovich and uh you know these reading these court documents is essential so definitely and that's what's so interesting about the epstein thing is is that we're kind of in a culture we're in a culture now of of just rare rarely ever diving beneath the surface right good point so it it goes into all of your stuff about innocence fraud too right they would never get away yeah. with it if they actually read the documents about Adnan Syed, West Memphis Three, all these uh, Amanda Knox. All these people would never get away with it publicly if people would sit down and go, "Okay, what really happened? What did these investigators find?" Right, because it sounds like a good story until you know that 
you know, you see these presentations, uh, either in a documentary or, or, you know, in a short true crime video, and it sounds really good. And then you look at the court documents, you know, and they tell a different story. And nobody can really, no, there hasn't been one person who's really disputed effectively any of the court documents on any of those publications, uh, any of those, uh, you know, very public court, uh, criminal cases that are touted on podcasts and so-called true crime podcasts, which is in some of these uh, total misnomer. But nobody's really disputed that. Nobody really disputed the West Memphis, and all that my research, nobody's really disputed the West Memphis Three court documents. No. Yeah. No, they don't. No. Why don't you address them and dispute them? Okay, this didn't happen, this person is lying, that's fine. I mean, but at least do that. They can't want, they don't even look at them to, you know, uh, to criticize them. It's incredible. Yeah, it's you know, but what I was going to ask you about, do you remember a, a um episode that Ed Opperman did many years ago and it was with a guy who ran kind of a blackmail male hooker operation in Washington. Craig Spence, you, yeah. Thank you. That's Spence. who I was trying to think of. Yes. That's who's So that's kind of coming to mind. I mean, do you think that that Epstein did sort of the same thing? Possibly. I mean, Craig Spence actually, uh, God, who are these people that were involved in his? They're very well-known names that uh, you would probably know. I wish I could remember one. But he said, I'm going to get killed. And then he ended up committing suicide in a hotel. But that was right around the time of the Franklin scandal. Late 80s, maybe, is probably that time. And mm-hmm. uh, he was involved. And there were uh, how, uh, safe houses with two-way mirrors and... Uh, I mean, yeah, so that is something similar. If you get involved in these blackmails and the people who get blackmailed don't like it, nobody who gets blackmailed likes it, so why is it a surprise surprise that somebody ends, you know, uh, up uh, dead, really? Yeah, I I, I was just thinking about that, and I think there was actually another another guy who went to jail for it and wrote a book about it. It was kind of similar operation connected with Craig Spence. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I'd have to... I'll find it after. The guy who was involved was Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel was one of Spence's uh, alleged victims. That's total... was Ted Koppel. So you still see him around. I saw him, you know, talking with Hannity and just giving Hannity a hard time. This guy was involved in Craig Spence. At least according to the research that's out there. Ted Koppel was you, one of the... One of the and do you think that that Epstein might be like a spy for the CIA type thing? Or like if the CIA say. needed underage girls, they could that would be where they would go? Or to blackmail someone? or to... he, he could have potentially been like a triple agent. Who knows? You know? I mean... He, I mean his, Can you even, talk about Maxwell's background? Right, so... Well, Robert Maxwell is the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. He was known as Israel's super spy. He was a, there's actually a really good documentary, but he was actually a Mossad and MI6 agent. So MI6 financed Robert Maxwell's entry into, um, entry into like an intellectual. It's interesting because a lot of the Maxwell papers are around and somebody was asking Prescott Bush whether Robert Maxwell was legit. There's actually a, uh, 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 note from some guy and uh, Maxwell started Pergamon Press which is an interesting or either by and that's what he took the MI6 money from for to start it but Pergamon mm. is the place where Satan sits in the book of Revelation 
uh, and oh. one of the there was a martyr, a Christian martyr was killed there, and that Pergamon went to um, was in Berlin, and the Nazis modeled one of their uh, rally places like this Temple of Pergamon. So there's this crazy tie with that. But anyway, uh, there's a really good documentary, the name of which I can't remember, but there was a famous, a kind of a famous researcher who wrote this book, Israel Super Spy, Martin Dillon. Um, and uh, I can't remember the other author, but uh, he was, Robert Maxwell was a, was a very well-connected, kind of uh and he was he was involved in financial shenanigans he actually at one point engaged in financial shenanigans and then was banned from owning or being involved in a public corporation then got back and said he was honest and then he was a competitor of rupert murdoch's for a while and they bought opposing papers and then in time robert maxwell it wasn't his real name it was he was actually like his real name was like Blue, he was from Czech. He was Jewish, of Jewish extraction from Czechoslovakia. But he eventually looted their pension fund. So all the employees there who were supposedly going to have a pension had it uh, looted by Robert Maxwell, who lived high on the hog and had champagne lunches and had a big old boat, which at one time was future. In the future, was owned by Donald Trump. And uh, that the connection, my understanding, according to some recent research, is that Ghislaine's attachment to Epstein was because Epstein met Robert Maxwell and was friends with Robert Maxwell in the very early days, which I find very interesting. So um, Robert Maxwell, supposedly, he was in the Canary Islands, which are located off the northwest corner of Africa, on his boat and supposedly fell into the water and died, although some people have spec- speculated that he uh, said some inappropriate things and uh, there was an operation and he ended up dead, so... Um, so that's really her. Ghislaine Maxwell has a pedigree of, of intelligence, no doubt. And there's actually more stories coming. I mean, there's there's tons of Epstein stories that are coming out. There's all kinds of connections. Crazy Days and Nights is saying a lot of stuff about Epstein right now and who he was. Other names that are pretty shocking. But uh, yeah, Ghislaine, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell had some like love affair with George Clooney of all things. So she's connected to the A-list people and. Uh, yeah, it's, and those are in the most recent 2,000-page documents is her connection. So she's around in these higher-end, you know, elite type of soirees, no question. So do you believe that they'll, that New York will go forward with this lawsuit against the state and just change it from Epstein to Epstein's estate? Well, it's a criminal case, so there's no person who's criminally defendant, whether they find and want to criminally charge somebody else who was associated with it, I think that you could easily apply a racketeer, racketeering influence corrupt organization to the Epstein uh, operation because there's so many other people involved who had to have known that he was involved in this stuff, kids being trafficked internationally. So uh, whether these people continue to, whether the Southern District of New York continues, they say they have an open investigation. I've heard conflicting things. So whether other people get get arrested with information, whether some of these other girls, I know that other unknown victims are coming forward. So we'll see. I I could I can't speculate whether you know it's a very dicey political situation. So I don't know I don't know what'll happen. I was surprised when Epstein got arrested. So 
I didn't anticipate that. How many that. victims are there? Are there like Hundreds. a couple thousand? I don't or know. A couple hundred? A couple tens of thousands? It's hard to even, you know, tell, right? Right. And I mean, there's I, other stories that there are girls of Mexican ancestry being brought up into uh, New Mexico. So those are a whole nother pool of victims that are outside of, you know, these other high school girls that are being um, abused in Florida. And then there's this other girl who came forward who has a civil suit, and you can read the civil suit against Epstein, and she was from a high school in New York City. So it's why are they drawing this many girls for what purpose, to what, you know, to what end, right? I mean, it's at least 100, I think. I think that um, Brad Edwards said it was at least 100. So they're talking in large numbers of known, of known victims. So this is just the thing I want to know is how he got the how Epstein got the job at Dalton, right. which is really prestigious. Uh, William Ramsey, really prestigious school, with without a college education. How did he? How did he do that? Very odd. You have. I to mean, have everything good around him yeah. is so weird. Yeah, and and, right, yeah. and that I mean the man that he lives in the one of the biggest houses. Is it the biggest house in uh, right, Manhattan? That seventh like, Avenue house that was owned by Les Wexner is the biggest mansion. And, you know, people are saying that thing was wired with all kinds of cameras and all kinds of stuff was going on there too. So it's just a big old, it's one of the great scandals of American history. I think that, that the Epstein case will go down as one of the most incredible because it involves so many known figures, at least in a central part or in a secondary or tertiary part, all these celebrities and intellectuals. There are people on Joe Rogan's podcast, Pinter and Krauss, who were associated with Epstein. You know, there's all these people around that that are probably just ducking and hiding and hope their name doesn't pop up. It's probably my guess. What happens to his money? Do you know? Well, that's great. That's a great question. So he has $500 I suspect it'll go into some... It'll go, well, to legally... If he did not have a will, which nobody has really knows, if it's intestate, according to the laws of his his main primary residence, probably either New York or Florida, most of the state laws are fairly similar. It goes to a closest family member. So if both of his parents have passed away, it go to his brother, Mark, who's also supposedly involved in some sketchy stuff, uh, according to Crazy Days and Nights. Um so it would go to, and I don't think he had children, so it would go to his brother. I don't know. That'd be interesting to know if he had test tube, if he ever tested this, you know, theory out, had any test tube babies or any weird, weird stuff like that. Well, you never know, know. But if he had that much right? money, it was cry. He said that he wanted to cryogenically freeze his penis and his brain, right? Or his head. <sighs> so he was into cryogenics as well. Yeah, I mean, it just gets so strange. It's very, I mean, it's an incredible story. I don't, and all of the story hasn't come out yet. So the real clarity of the whole situation, at least especially surrounding his death, is not clear. It's not clear at all. I mean, two days in, there's no conclusion whether he was attacked or tried to commit suicide. Where's the video? Like, I would say if I was working for the the jail oh yeah we have video we saw him get up and create a noose and commit suicide like how did he commit suicide if he's on suicide watch or not there's a lot of problems right and if you you know if you had that much money you could probably get anything snuck in you know into that prison that you wanted well isn't that the way it works too i mean isn't uh aren't the guys you know supposedly some of these prison guards are corrupt and people can be paid off and all definitely 
they definitely are corrupt, you know. Uh, yeah, what's the number? What's the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's total speculation. I'd but just he, like to hear about the autopsy. So my question to you is, will, how much of this uh, Jeffrey Epstein story will never get answered? You know what I mean? Of these questions. Like, will it just be sort of answered on a surface level? On a kind of, like, just enough to kind of get the public to kind of forget about it? Yeah. Did his suicide, okay, what do you think? Or do you think that the suicide, his death, do you think that helped to kind of... Well, I think it put it right back in. So, So his arrest, he was the main story. Then there were shooting the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, and now those actually got trumped again by his quote suicide unquote. So it'll be interesting. I think the American public really wants to know how deep this goes, and it's such a serious problem. And it goes to the heart of your political, economic, and cultural system. If there's a corrupt these corrupt people, if it's not just Epstein, if there's other people also blackmailing people people want to know you know they don't want to know why some things happen and some things don't so uh it'll be interesting to see i think that i think we had talked in one of our earlier talks about how ben sass the uh the what was he 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 was the senator from nebraska asked bill barr to look in and now ben sass is still writing in after the death of epstein that he's outraged that happened so there's definitely people who want to want to get to the truth and about right. Bill, and you know, Barr actually recused himself because of his prior affiliation. I think Kirkland and, Ellis, Kirkland and Ellis represented Epstein in some other matter, I think. So I think he's out, he's not involved in this. And, uh, yeah, there could actually be potentially be an independent counsel assigned, uh, if Congress gets off his butt, to actually look into the totality of Epstein's criminality. Well, I just think it's, you know... Because it's such a mystery, it really lends itself to conspiracy. Like the, you know, the hearing I was at concerning um, the Maxwell um, Roberts documents being released, um, they, the three judges had decided that one judge would oversee the releasing, you know, oversee the releasing of those documents, mm-hmm. and he died recently. Right, sweet, yeah. Yeah, sweet. And and um, I, I saw quite a few posts about, oh, of course the judge died. But he was 96. Yeah, you he know? was very. <laughs> I'm surprised he still so, was working. To his credit, he is out there going to work every day at 96. Good for him. you got to love those people, right? Yeah, and yeah. then just quickly, can we talk about the fact that, that um, Keith Ranieri was found with a cell phone? Yeah, well, tell tell me the whole story. I didn't get all the details. Uh, he was found. He's in the shoe, meaning solitary confinement uh, as punishment, because he was found. A cell phone was found, uh, you know, uh, in a cell so on his or he's on communicating his person. I'm not sure his, which. He's communicating out with his outside, uh, his outside whatever functionaries or right. people, right? So why it's significant is because. The defendants that I saw have all publicly, you know, the the softest, of course, is um, uh, Claire Bronfman had the, you know, when she pled guilty, she had sort of the softest kind of allocution and said, you know, I'm rich, so I have to obey the law. I have to obey the law more than sort of poor people. It was really the most, <laughs> the most offensive speech. But most of them had said, you know, I, what I did was wrong. 
and and we were all sort of meant to believe that he has nothing to do. He doesn't have any followers anymore. And he said himself that was his big thing when he was a cult leader, saying, I don't have any money. I don't have any possessions. He had a special word for it. Like, I'm just a thinker. You know, there's a special word for it in my notes, you know, that he told his followers. I'm just a, you know, thinker with no possessions, no money, whatever. So the fact that he's found with a cell phone means that Nexium may still uh, go on in some, besides what we know with the uh, Rainbow Cultural Gardens, it may still be going on in some form. Right. Um, so including he's like, Claire Bronfman possibly being, you know, keeping it going in, in this area. Right. So he's like a mob boss in the jail still making commands or, you know, telling people what to do. I mean, it's pretty shocking that they couldn't find that his cell phone was pinging inside the jail too, which is pretty shabby. I would wonder how much com- contact that he had had through the use of that cell phone. But uh, I don't know. That's incredible. Really incredible. He was saying, oh, Claire Bronfman, you know, he's telling his fellow inmates that bitch, you know, she abandoned me. But that was probably maybe or maybe for show during the trial. And now someone's supporting him. Yeah, I don't know who. Amazing. I can't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. How. It's interesting. Well, how would you get a cell phone in? Somebody you're paying somebody, a guard to bribe somebody? Guard, yeah. 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 I wonder how that works. How much? How much it costs to get these things in? I bet all of the the inmates know. You know how much to get drugs in, how much to get cell phone, how much to get a book, how much to get this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's you know I, I said you know my said I was really torn because you know in one way when you watch a trial like Keith Ranieri's, you really want him to be punished and have no luxuries in prison and have the worst prison experience in the world. But when something like Epstein happens and uh, whether, you know, on purpose or not, the conditions are terrible. He should have, you know, been kept safe. So you kind of go back and forth. Like, you know, you want a certain level of competency in your prisons. No doubt. I mean, I think that they're probably... I I I can't say it's totally incompetence that caused his death. I don't know, but, you know, I know that it's terrible, terrible conditions in New York City we have here. Overcrowding. I'm sure you'll see some commission or something on the death of Epstein and how he got away with it and what's really happening. Something like happened after the the Central Park Five, something like that probably happened. Like, this is outrageous. We should have got him to trial. And that's really one of the big losses is that... You never, all the investigation stuff was, all the evidence is not brought out and memorialized and uh, accessible. So we don't really know the totality of what these uh, prosecutors have amassed. And we might not know. I don't know. I don't know what will happen to all the Epstein files that they, they did their own independent research. So that's a, that would be unfortunate if that's lost. I don't know what will happen to that. Yeah, that would really be, that would really be unfortunate. So do you think that, that Maxwell is going to, be indicted? I don't Sorry. know. I don't I know. It's a good question. I I don't like I said. I was surprised when uh, Epstein was arrested on July sixth. I was surprised when he's dead in his cell. I mean, we jo- people joked about him dying unexpectedly, but uh, I really don't know. What do you think? Um, I think it's very possible because yeah. I think the the public is demand. We like to think that our legal system is in a you know, in a bubble, but there's really a lot of public pressure for, for these people to, to be punished. Punished, Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, here's the, the, well, let's ask about Dershowitz. He's had two accusers 
I think that they both were underage at the time, right? Ransom and Jufre mm-hmm. was underage. So if it was a normal, like a guy on the street, Joe Smith or whatever, all you would, the police would do is bring the girls in and make them make a statement, right? And just mm-hmm. say, okay, so then figure out that if the women, if there was a law that was broken, which is uh, statutory rape, right? And then they would, yes. uh, they would arrest that person. So what's going on with Dershowitz? It's not that difficult. You have two people who, and they probably, you could ask them for information that's corroborating, right? About mm-hmm. what, his, what they found out about Epstein's anatomy, right? They could do something like that for Dershowitz. And then it's an open and shut case. So why, is, why hasn't that progressed? I don't. Yeah. Great question. Do you think he's intelligence? Do you think he could be like a Mossad? He's all over the place. He has a lot of connections. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can only ask questions. It's so frustrating. William Ramsey, you can only ask questions, you know, you can only ask questions. So If, if the whole thing was a big Mossad operation, where's our intelligence agencies, right? What is right. what Moeller we know had Jeffrey Epstein as a confidential informant back in 2008 or nine, um, which, you know, kind of puts Moeller in kind of a uh, suspicion, but, uh, what, what was the nature of that? Was he informing the FBI about, will we ever know that, uh, what kind of, why did that, did that, um, allay those very light sentencing, and punishment for Epstein and allow him to abuse more women all the way up to 2019 for another 10 years. Right. So mm-hmm. how many people's lives have been ruined? All these girls are talking about it. They all say their lives are ruined. Air Rose, Jufre, Ransom. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions. And so why isn't the, why isn't there a counterintelligence thing going on? I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I think it's a good a good, good place to stop. Right. What do you think? I think it's a good place. We're at 53 minutes. Is there anything we missed or anything you want to follow up on? No, but I, no, I just, I'd love talking to you about right, this great. stuff. I'm good. really, I'm really nice happy to, to talk to you about it. So again, Robert, Gla- Roberta Glass, True Crime Podcast, True Crime Report. Is it still True Crime Report? True Crime Report um, on pretty much iTunes, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Google podcast, like every platform every you platform. could want. Cool. <laughs> you, you did a really great uh, interview with Meredith about the Central Park Five. So people go check that out. Go uh, go subscribe and uh, listen to this great material that you have. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Thank you. All right, take care.